Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sit down and strap in for the ultimate super coach podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the Jewel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adrianosaurus. We are most certainly in the home stretch now. Center wing, fullbacks to go, and then a absolutely wonderful teamless Tuesday. I am the SC Whisperer, joined by SC Adrianosaurus. You're listening to the Dual Position Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things NRL Supercoach. Uh, this year, proudly sponsored by Bet with Joel, Australia's best and most trusted sports tipping agency. Uh, some very, very good codes for you guys that are wanting to check that out. Packages starting from just $0. So no excuse not to go over there and check it out. Uh, give a quick plug for the dual position group code 98813. Center Wings, it's uh, it's different this year because, you know, from years gone by, I've always been the advocate of just go dirt cheap in the center wings, but with games becoming more and more high scoring, uh, obviously the center wings last year had the most 100-point games out of any position, and we've got some really good value in other positions elsewhere, so we can probably look to go a little bit heavier on these center wings. Yeah, I mean, and but the other thing too is that we've got some decent middies and we've got even some bottom price cheapies as well. So there's a lot of different ways you can go about it this year. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think that sometimes when all the teams start to look similar, you can go and do a different, um, you know, build on your team and go with a couple of heavies or one heavy, whatever sort of suits your um, thing. I think that in this area, there's a lot more playability this this year. And some of the positions like hooker, if you're not going to Harry Grant or a cook, it's a bit of a dead position. And we know that from front row now as well is a bit of a dead position. So, yeah, you, you chase this upside. And, and even in the past... Uh, centers weren't as much of a desired player in your team, but they're getting these catch and pass try assists. So the landscape in center wing is, is very different now. And I think that there's a plethora of ways you can go about it. Looking into their coefficient variance ratings, uh, a, a wonderful tool that the SC stats guys on, on Google have. Um, it shows that center wing is actually becoming more and more consistent as the years go by. In, in previous years, it's always been a rocks or diamonds. It's been a hundred or a zero. Uh, but now they're, they're becoming, the floors are becoming much better uh, and the ceilings are still very, very high. And that's due to a lot of wingers. Like, look at someone like Alex Johnson, who probably averages close to a try a game. There's, you know, 30, 35 points just consistently week in, week out. And we know how big he can go. But there is a couple of big names and, um, you know, it's, it's handy when they have additional factors to them. And one of them being Joseph Manu, 801K. 7% ownership last year averaged uh, 76.2%. I've been pegged at about a 65 this year, which is about a 10-point drop-off. I just I don't know if the games at fullback are going to happen as much as they did. And that was the benefit of Manu. Like, he absolutely excels at fullback. And the minute he moves to another NRL club and gets fullback, Supercoach could slap a $1.5 million price tag on the bloke, and I'd still probably buy him at fullback. He's that good. But 7% uh, seems pretty high considering the amount of roosters that are sort of relevant this year. Yeah, it does shock me. But I think that everyone's going, well, can I just find one absolute spunky move? I don't know if Manu's the guy I'd do it with. I mean, I'd even probably do it with an iPad or something before if I was going to mm. spend that kind of money. Um, but, you know, people are just going off what he did last year. He was absolutely exceptional. But you've made a good point. There's, I, I don't know if he's going to go into 5'8 unless Kiri knocks him. Once that happens, if he oh, Kiri misses any time, get him straight in. He's at price at an absolute maximum because he just did not skip a beat last year. And and it's too much to fork out, in my opinion. We've had a change with Suali'i over to the um, centers next to um, Tupu now as well. And that side looks absolutely amazing. So I'm sure Joey Manu will take his runs and he'll go and, because um, he's a bit of a 
sticky hands. I mean, you know, he loves a bit of a sticky head. He does that wonderfully well as well because he's a tackle breaker. It's not for me this year because I think there's, I mean, Val looks like a, a great, great starting one for the year and he's, he's quite a bit cheaper. But, I mean, it's kind of like I feel stupid saying to people you shouldn't go that um, great player. But I agree with you that Manu probably does take a little bit of a backward step this year and I wouldn't be doing it in my team. Agreed. I just can't pay the money hoping that he gets something. Um, it's probably the same with the next bloke we'll talk about as well. I mean, he is... The next bloke we'll talk about has had proven track record on the wing, so we're not buying him uh, specifically hoping that he gets fullback, you know, eventually during the year because he does have a 200-point game. Just let me remind everyone. A 200-point yeah, game on the wing, and that is yeah. Ruben Garrick. Yeah, I love Ruben Garrick, one of the good lookers in this comp as well. Oh, but Joey Manu's not bad. We'll start with a couple of good-looking roosters. We are. Uh, well, one, one's not a rooster, but one, a bird anyway. Um, Ruben Garrick, 742,600. When I did my podcast on my podcast talking about centre wing, I was like, you know, talking Kenya Antipod, someone like uh, Val, and, and I was using Garrick as the comparison. Um, and in the trial recently, he got over for some tries. And if he gets some tries, he's a hundred because he's a good goal kicker. He's not a lazy winger either, is no, he? No. When he's on the wing. Um, I really love Garrick as a player. I always want him in my team. Uh, the same attitude I had last year is the attitude I have this year is if he loses a hundred K, I'm going to get him into my team. Cause he's, um, a really good point scoring winger. We, he, it is, it's, whether he's in fullback or he's on the wing um, and with Tommy Turbo in the, in the team, I think people are going to, well, 10.6. So that's not terribly low, is it? That's people are saying Tommy Turbo is going to be in the team. We're going to hope for a 200 for Garrick where he gets five tries or something and slots a bunch of goals. Um, it's, it's, it's a pod move to go against a Val, I reckon, and do a, a Ruben Garrick. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't got the cobblers to do it, but I, I reckon that's what the peop- the 10% of people are doing. The draw is kind of weird because there is some good games to target, but overall, I don't think it's good enough. Bulldogs buy Eels, Roost, uh, Rabbitohs, sorry, and then they play the Knights. So there's obviously some good games to target there. Yeah, well, actually, I didn't even say what I'm projecting. Like, well, last year was 71, so it was a very good year for him. He's consistent. I think that's a probably of, a little. Uh, I think that's probably probably a little high, because that's, that's a lot of the season at fullback. Yeah, I would be comfortable. I mean, the thing is, so, we we always thought that he uh, he scored more on the wing, getting fed by Tommy, than he would score at fullback. Last year, he sort of learned to play fullback and actually became quite a competent fullback. Yeah. Um, so well, I think oh, I look, think I, pre- I think I the Knights in late 60s, you know, 68. So. What did you tip Manu? I think the Knights offered um, Garrick some pretty big money to be their fullback before they, they jumped in for Miller. So, yeah, definitely has some some, uh, some merit to it. I predicted Manu for a 65. Uh, I probably have Garrick maybe a point higher. Yeah, I, I mean, in my thing I posted on the socials the other day, I picked my top averaging player in each position, and I picked Garrick in the in the centre wing, so I projected him a, a little you, bit higher than If you Manu. tell me Turbo plays every game this year, Garrick's the number one centre wing, and it's not close. Yeah. Well, that's right. Okay, well, that, that's a good point because we're. Ta- I'm I'm doing this as this is the Garrick with the Turbo in the team. Surely, Manly fans are hoping that uh, Tommy plays a, a good portion, if not all of the season. Yeah. If he plays 20-plus games, Garrick is going to be the top-scoring centre winger this year. By a country mile, I think. Uh, look, 32% of people own Valentine Holmes. It's getting into antipod territory, but I just think with the draw, I think I've been brainwashed into this Val narrative that I've got to have him. And it's 724K. It's a pretty penny. And my big stance, I've said it on this podcast many times, if you're picking non-keepers, you want to hope they make money. I think Val's the only exception here. I'm very happy if I break even uh, in my with my investment on him over the first six, seven weeks, just with how golden that draw is. As I said, 32% ownership. Last year, averaged 689 I've got him going down ever so slightly at 66, and I think that's just with the Cowboys coming back to reality a little bit. Um, but I'm hoping that average for the first eight weeks is up around the 75, 80 points. That'd be fantastic with uh, with Val Butts. You know, we all know the story with the Cowboys' golden draw. He is a very, very sharp shooter as well. Uh, and if the Cowboys can put up some points, you know, Val's probably going to get 15, 20 points a game from goal kicking alone. Obviously a try threat. They've got him and Maritalangi on the left-hand side. So, you know, all things point towards Val being a pick, but yeah, 32%, pretty high. 
It's high, um, and it does. You and I are the, those kind of super coaches where when we start to see ownership getting up to a third of the game, I I feel great urges to rebel against it. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, but when I just look at it, forgetting about who I'm going to have in my team, which center winger do I think after five, maybe seven rounds is going to be the top averaging one, who probably has the potential to score more tons, it's definitely him. Well, the um, way the way that I'm looking at it is, I will probably never ever captain Val Holmes in the first eight weeks. I'm not that yeah. ballsy. So yeah. then, so then you look at it as like a Val plus a Chance or Val plus a Perum versus like a Toto and a Mazu or something like that, and yeah. that's yeah. where you're like, oh, maybe it is tempting to not go Val. Yeah, I mean, if Val runs out, I mean, the Raiders after their trial form and they they've got a game at home could score two hundred. <laughs> Well, he could, he could, if he turns up in the first game and you've decided to go the Maju um, To'o way, you know, you're going to go, why did I do this one? Oh, why yeah, and, and you're putting him? a lot of, and we'll, we'll touch on Maju shortly, but you're putting a lot of faith in the Knights just clicking from, from the get-go. Yeah, there are, I mean, I, I like to get a nice balance of tackle break monsters, like your To'os and your Maju's, and I like some upside guys. That's why I think someone like Khan Pereira is a perfect cheapie. We'll get to him, obviously, but um, that's what Val is. He's slick, he's... He's such a great mover across the turf, and he is a sharpshooter. He's got all the attributes to be great. Um, and it was his first proper full season at centers. Remember that was just a new thing for him last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. He's taken to it he's, so wonderfully. He's also the, I think he's the mix of he's the mix of the two. Like obviously, 2021 Toto was fantastic because he had that monster upside, but he also had the 60 points a game in base. I don't think Val's 60 points level, but I I think he's, he's got a pretty no, decent flash. base. Yep, definitely. So I think he's got all the attributes. Val with that upside as well. And I, I'm just going to go with the crowd on that one. There's some other, I mean, it's hard to go against someone like Harry Grant this year, but I'm, I feel more confident to do that in that position down in there um, in the center wing. I'm not going to go against Val. I don't think to start, I would go, I'd rather go against a total personally. Well, well, you mentioned, you mentioned Harry Grant. We're going to touch on his teammate now and, and new fullback. And quite frankly, I, I could see this being the fullback for the entire season. I'm, I'm not high on Ryan Pappenhausen. And that is Nick Meany. 643k, uh, 4%, 4.4% ownership. I know that on your socials, you were doing a bit of a, you know, throwing, throwing the, the line into the water and see who would nibble at Nick Meany. And I think your the response was pretty surprising because you're not as high on him as someone like myself. Yeah, I mean, I was get. I mean, obviously, I talk to the super coach Guns a lot as well, and he loves a bit of Meany. I talk to you in the chat as well, and you like a Meany. You're like, well, I'm going to antipod Toto, and maybe I'll take a stab at Meany. I've always just thought Meany looks like he's a bit of a no frills type player, um, and you know, I, I just I can't quite peg how how Melbourne's going to go. But I mean, it's it's kind of silly. We've always said that about Melbourne, haven't we? And and they always produce. I've done, look, he's 643,000. So he is sort of, you know, him and Toto are the one. Awkward price. It's an awkward price. I mean, and and I'm, when I'm naturally comparing, I'm comparing it to Toto because, like, if I got rid of Toto, I could afford Meanie. 4.4% ownership is pretty nice um, for a fullback. Um, And his average was good in 2022, 61. I've given him a 63. Um, so we're saying around Manu, and he's two points off what we've projected Manu, and he's going to be, you know, 200k cheaper, isn't he? So I don't hate Meany at all. And I also did the study um, on Brian Toro as well. So comparing the two of them, we'll, we'll get to Brian. Um, I don't mind Meany. I really don't. Yeah, see, I in my big balls calls, I had uh, Meany over Manu, and that could be considered controversial. But I think yeah. comparing him to Toro is, is great because... You take the base of Toto, and you can probably pair that up with the goal kicking of Meany. They're probably very similar in yep. terms of the points. And then you basically just look at a fullback versus the winger in terms of how much attacking output they get. So, yeah, I definitely don't hate the the Meany shout. I'm actually a fan. I've had him in my in and out of my side. Um, I've had a a four premium centre wing draft, and, and Meany's been in there. So, yeah, yeah if, I'm, if you're I'm, seeing if you're seeing a lot of your mates' teams, and all and your team looks like almost identical to them. Meany could be one of your guys that you go and uh, antipod someone else with. I said that about Garrick to, to um, Holmes, which I don't know if I, even I don't have the courage to do that. But, you know, I could have a world where I just go, well, I'm not going to go for Brian this year. I'm going to take a little punt on Meany in that Melbourne team uh, in fullback. Now, based off my projections, we're about to talk about my number one centre wing for the season. And oh, that is Ronaldo Mulatalo. Now, 
the reason why I'm so keen, Ada, we know how good he was without Wade Graham in the side. We know how poor he was with Wade Graham in the side. And that yeah, first... I was an owner of him too when he when Wade wasn't in, in the side, and I loved owning Ronnie. Well, that first nine weeks, Ado, he averaged 81.2 points a game. That was without Wade Graham in the side. Wade Graham, I, I genuinely think... I'm seeing all this talk on social media, and this could backfire on me drastically, but people think... Wilton's only going to play 45, 50 minutes. I think that's rubbish. I think Wilton's playing 70-plus, and I think Wade Graham rotates through the middle. Um, because that's Wil- where he came on in their trial. He can, And why would you not be using Wade Graham at lock when he can play 5-8? He's the exactly. perfect builder. He, yeah, he's old now. He's not Murray sort of young. But Wade Graham is the model that this new this new ball-playing lock is on. He, he could have played lock um, really well um, in his younger years, I think. So he's going to come on in the middle, I think, and play as that ball-playing lock. And if anything, I reckon 10 minutes. 10 minutes, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I, don't, I, I, I kind of prefer T. Wilton with 80 minutes. But um, yeah. you can plan for 70, guys, I reckon. Yeah, even 70, I'm very happy to take. And that means, you know, we're getting 70 minutes of no way Graham taking the ball from Sia Sifatalakai, who we'll touch on, and Ronaldo Molotalo, who I am huge on. Um, I've got him pegged at a 70 this year, and that's up from a 60.9. I think 70 could be conservative. As we saw, through a nine-week sample, yeah, it's not huge sample size, but over two months is good enough to see that you know the bloke can score 80. And we touched on this at the start of the podcast about these high-attacking teams averaging a try a game, and, and Talakai yep. and Ronaldo could definitely be that. And uh, I'm, I'm huge on Ronaldo. I'm absolutely huge on him. I, I think he could be the overall center, center wing one. Uh, and yeah, that's probably what yeah. What my, you've got him pegged at? My just yeah. Plus. My my I've, big balls. Are you um, are you not as keen? I can see it in your eyes. You, you're not believing no, I, what I'm saying. Well, I'm I'm I've when you talk to people about Ronnie and, and Mulatalo, I've I've owned him. I've chosen to take him because I just love the swag of the bloke. I love the way he gets under people's skin. Should be oh, should be a terrific. Queenslander. He's a terrific finisher. Um, he's and. Watching the Sharks, I was like, I think the Sharks could go back a little bit this year, and I think the Cowboys could. I, I'm going to change my mind. Nah, on watching that trial, man, they they looked really potent, didn't they? They looked sensational. So, um, look, I don't mind. You know, we talked about Meany as a pod move to O'Brien, and I would put Mulatalo in there as well. We're throwing out some names that if you don't want to go the same as everyone else, I reckon these guys are strong, and they'll do. They could do as well. Four percent. Not better than um, Toho. So Ronaldo's only four percent, and if we're tipping him to be the centre wing one, Jesus Christ! I mean, You're the tipping sh- him. I'm tipping Garrick. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm splitting hairs. I mean, I just think Ronaldo. We're getting a big uptick on the sixty point nine. Yeah, so you're definitely going to get Ronnie in, in, into your team. Uh, I wouldn't say definitely. We'll try. We'll try. Yeah, our, yeah. We'll try right. our hard. If Nico Hines Fair is not enough. named, if Nico's not named round one, then we might have to reconsider. But um, no, nah, look, I'm I'm huge on Ronnie, and as it stands right now, yes, he's in my team. Okay, I'll I'll take it. Um, see a sipper He's partner in crime. Yeah, six hundred thirty-five. Still, still, still living off the hype of that manly first half performance. Yeah, probably. He had five good games last year and got three Origin games, didn't he? <laughs> you know. So look, um, look, he's a talent, isn't he? We're not gonna. We're, I'm joking when I say stuff like that. He is a good player. He. We just got to this expectation because we saw those amazing games. We we thought he was going to get a hunt. We thought he was going to be the new iPad. You know, we could pick in centre wing. It wasn't the case, but he still finished last year. Well, the average was sixty. So I mean, go, go and look at go and look at his stats. Like he and Man- he and Mulatalo both drop off at a certain point, and then go have a look when Wade Graham starts starting in the back row again, because that's where the drop off happens. And I'm not trying to disrespect Wade Graham here at all, but it's it's pretty night and day the the difference in scoring that both these two had. Yeah, definitely. So I, I kind of feel like we look at um, that's probably why people are sleeping on these guys to start mm-hmm. the year. Look. People were burnt by Talakai last year. He, that's why he's one point seven percent owned. That is such a pod. Um, so you know, six hundred thirty-five for him, six forty-three for Meany, six under owned, one point seven percent under owned. We're safe, safe to say. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you were somebody who traded with Talakai last year, like you bought him cheap, you sold him at nine hundred. You, you look at one of them. You look at you look at one of those people. <laughs> yeah, you you have a good uh, you know. So he he didn't burn everyone. No, I, you, I, I love him for that. By him, I think you probably could go into that well again this year. And think of um, Mulatalo and Talakai. Go and have a look. Find out when Wade Graham came back in and took that edge last year and look at the scores for for Talakai and Mulatalo um, and look at what they were before that. Exactly. Um, it, it is... 
It is just one of those things. And like you said, it's not a knock on way, Graham. He came off a short run up last year and he's been one of the great players in our game. Um, but I think it was, he probably just went where he, where he is this year in the team was probably where he should have been last year as well. So um, I don't mind Telekai. I, I'm, I don't think I, I bought him medium and then sold him at a top price. Oh, maybe I had to hold him all the way to the... I think I held him all the way to the end of the year. Oh, gross. Yeah, no, I was one of the um, very lucky few that bought him uh, just before he went on that run and sold him maybe one or two weeks after his peak. So I'm yeah, very, so very it was 60, 60 average last year. I think that that was affected, obviously, and, and you can see the decline in his score. So I've got him for a 63 this year. So I've got him the same as Meany, um, you know, and I'm saying Meany's a good option. So... I'm not going to say that Talakai is not. Um, and Talakai takes some grunt runs and stuff as well. So Probably has the highest ceiling too, to be honest. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got a ceiling. He does do some grunt work. He's got um, a try assist in him too. He's got some very good hands for a big man. So, you know, the, the only knock, the, the only knock this year is that they did lose at 2RF Jewel, which was so crucial because it was nice to have a high upside CTW in, in 2RF. Um, but I'm still keen on Talakai. Yeah. I, I don't really care that he's lost to Jewel. I'm still pretty keen. Yep. I mean, stack him up against these other guys at that price point that you're going in that area. He's got to be in the conversation. I think we've come up with some really good ones to discuss today as pods or, yeah, or, or I mean, e- pods if you're looking for it. Everyone's looking at, at Holmes and and, uh, and Toto, and for good reason. Like you and I, we, we, we both love them. And we both have them in our teams. But if you're wanting to zig another zag, then I think, yeah, there's some really good options. I would like to say I've, I've been a pretty good super coacher over the years, and I think one of the reasons for that is trying not to be biased. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm letting bias uh, affect me here with my newfound love for Nofo. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I've got. You, you are big on Nofo this year, but I mean the thing is, is how could you not? Uh, well, I've got. I've got. I've got no Nofo. stats. I've got no stats to back this up. But I think it's just a vibes pick. I just. I don't know. I just think like Nofo with a prime Dewey. I know Dewey's a bit of a ball hog, but like I just think on that edge with Bateman and Talau, like there's some really good line runners there, and Nofo could get a few unmarked tries out the back. He's obviously not the same Nofo as old. We know that he was a premium. Nofo averaged like 72 points a game in back in like 2019 or 2021 or something like that. And yeah, really good. I mean, 633K, 2% ownership. So, you know, more owned than Talakai, which was surprising to me. Uh, last year averaged 57.5. This year I've got him pegged. I've written here a 54, but I think that's meant to be 64. So, you know, a little bit of an uptick, and I think that's just coming down to a better Tigers team. Um, I know his, pro, his average has probably inflated a little bit from his time at Melbourne, but, yeah, just all vibes. If you're picking a vibes team, then I reckon Nofo's got to be in there. I've got no stats to back that up, but just got that feeling in the in the gills. Yeah, well, he's been good in the past, and like you said, he's, he's not the Nofo of that, you know, famous 70s, but, I mean... Some of the best moves I remember is people who, like we were saying, oh, I'm going to spend up and go Antipod, Val, and they go a Garrick. And it's just those people that go with a, a gut feel sometimes. And they, I'm starting that guy in round one. And it comes off for them. And then they're away. They're in the top, you know, 1,000 after the first round. And they can really build on their season. Um, we know that Nofo can go large and he can get multiple tries. He's very good out of his own area taking grunt runs. He looked good in the trial. So, um I'm not going to do it because I kind of oh, – he's one that I would like to get a look at first to see how the Tigers are going to all gel with Bateman in there and um, Brooks back in. I just want to get a look at him for a couple of weeks. But, you know, he could be a candidate for just to pad out your um, center wing for, for finish the year and stuff. You know, L- live, like. live breaking news at time of recording. Tom Flegler has just signed with the Dolphins for next year. Oh, Wayne's just getting them all over. Wayne, Wayne getting the band back together. <laughs> He's getting the yeah the dolphin the the Brisbane Dolphins we'll call them. Well, I mean they they, they fucking are. Um, hey, let's talk on Lockie Miller because I'm I I don't know where I stand because I called him the biggest trap of 2023, but then he looked okay in the trial. I just yeah. uh, does he present enough value compared to someone like a Mulatalo or a, or a Talakai or a Mini? I know they're more expensive, but I don't know. Like it's just it's tough with Miller. It's hard to to gauge when you got KP that's going to be probably so ball dominant. Yeah, that's the thing. People are going, uh, they're believing a narrative. They're going with the gut feel kind of like you with Nofo. I know that the guns is big on Lachlan Miller, 593,390. I was just kind of like, well, he's he seems like a bit of a no-frills kind of I think he's, I think he's, pro- like he's not, he's not going to hurt. If you pick him, 
Don't expect to lose money. I'm just not too sure how much you can make. But in saying that, like, it is always nice to have fullbacks in your center wings. And there's, fuck, there's plenty of options that are there this year. Yeah, well, all right. Well, uh, you know, just stack him up again. If we're going out of 10, out of 10, what do you think Meany is? As a as a start in your in your center wing, oh, I would say a seven or an eight, and I think Miller's more yeah. of a six. Yeah, well, and I would probably agree. I think Meany's probably a seven, and that's not going to be necessarily a slam dunk for you. I think it's a bit more of a punt if you're going to go this bloke. I did like what I saw from him in the trial. He looks like he's going to get involved, and he's mm-hmm. busy. He looks like he sort of bumps off tackles a little bit. Um, how they're all, they're going to gel? You know, who knows? And then also people, we're getting a slice of the Cowboys draw. If you look at the Knights draw, it's a pretty good draw. Ex- so- I, I, genu- I, I did a post on, um, did a post back in early January and like I was analyzing the draw for fullbacks and this was before KP was moving to six, but I had KP above Scott Drinkwater in terms of their draws. Um, so you've got to have Miller above Drinkwater. So if you're, if you're considering Drinkwater, I would strongly consider having Miller as well if you're believing that draw narrative. But the issue is it's, it's the Knights, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Knights. And we've got a real small sample size of what Miller can do. I don't, I can't remember, actually. I had a bit of a quiz at the um, Supercoach scores, and it wasn't anything to write home about. I don't, I, 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 watching him there, I was like, I don't see where or how he gets 100, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't see that. But he is 7% owned. His average in um, 2022 was 63 from the games that he got to play. And I've tipped him for a 61. So, you know, we've got Talakai at a 63. We've got um, Meany at a 63. It's going to be within a point or two, probably. Um, but these guys like um, Talakai, if he gets a big 160, that 63 starts to look like a 68 because he's got a huge ceiling in him. So if you're looking for a ceiling guy or if you like a draw and a fullback in your center wings, you know, he's 7% owned. So people are actually taking the punt and... I am. I'm like you. I'm on the fence. No, no, no. If you're if you're looking for an upside center wing and you believe in the Knights, look no further than Greg Marzu. Uh, I'm currently in the middle of editing uh, a new video to put up, so that should be live when this podcast goes live. But I am fucking huge on on Greg Marzu. I am so throbbing. Uh, 581k, four percent ownership. Last year, average 55.2. I've got him pegged at a 61 this year, and. You know, boy, that could go higher if the Knights click pretty early. Gun draw. If you believe in Ponga, if you believe in Miller, I mean, it's a pretty fucking handy left edge. You're going to have uh, Bradman Best inside of him as well. So that's going to be one of the biggest. That could rival Talakai and Ronaldo Molotalo as like the biggest center wing pairing. Like, they're just some absolute units. And yeah, I'm huge on Mazu. Uh, you you oh. sent me through a shirtless picture of him at the beach, and I, that sold me. No, I already had Marzu. As soon as I saw that trial, I was just like, mate, he can rack up super coach points. We saw that at the Titans. He bounces off tackles. He's a tackle breaker. He's like, um, got a bit of. He's he's, he's a tackle break monster, isn't he? And he can I just hate. I just hate that he's been so like on the on the cusp for so many years. And then he finally gets his shot in the middle of the season when no one picks him up, and now he's starting at like a really shit price. But I'm huge on him. Uh, I'm really, really keen on on Greg Marzu. And yeah, if I'm going for premium center wings, which I have flowed with the idea of it, uh, Marzu was definitely in there for me. And uh, yeah, big, big fan. I think if you if you're believing in Miller, then there's no reason not to believe in Marzu. Yep, I agree. You- uh, he's just got the he's got the. He'll he'll do a run and it could rack up thirty points, you know, with no trial line break or anything. It could just yeah. be bust five, six, seven tackles and run forty meters. You know, like that's just the kind of player he is. Are you surprised at nineteen point two, close to twenty percent ownership of Brian Toto? Um, no. Considering I'm, all I'm, these other guys are like less than five percent. Yeah, well, I mean, Brian's the name, isn't he? But you know, I've done the study on him where we're getting our notes ready. And I think people were just um, mesmerized by Peter Volandi's ball year. And yeah. it was an amazing year for Brian. If you look at him um, on the other years, it was under 60. It was around 60. He does, he's not, he's one of those players that doesn't rely on tries and he still, he had such a good floor, doesn't he? Um, and I think that's what people love about Toto. You're like, well, it may not um, be a 150 like what Talakai got, but it, Brian just never gets a bad score. You'll get 50 points, 55. And because he's just a, 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 you know, he runs out of his own area. He ta- takes, um, makes those tackle breaks. So people just like the style of play, much like we like the style of, you're saying you freaking love um, Marju. Well, Brian has been famous for that. He, people are probably keen for him if he's going to go back on the left as well. I don't know if they're going to attack as much. I think actually I'd probably very confidently say they will attack less left this year with no kick out than they have done in recent years. I think they're going to go right more than they did last year. 
I mean, Broncos in round one, who gave them a really, really red-hot go last year in the same game, uh, and then Souths in round two, and then a bye in round three. It's yeah. it's not it's not amazing. And then they come back to the Eels in round four. Raiders in round five, he, he could score 400. Uh, and then <laughs> he's got the Seagulls in round six, and then we finish off with the Knights. So the draw definitely, you know, opens up after the bye. But those first two games, they're not easy. And I don't hate the idea of maybe not starting with him. You're talking me into maybe not going yeah, well, with that's Toto. What I said. I'm, not, I'm not willing to do it with Val, but I am willing to do it with Brian because even if Brian's back to the left, I mean, I've got him projected for a 62. The average last year was 59. Um, he is, he's not an antipod, 19.2, but he is out of all of those options that we've come in there that are 1%, 2%, um, and we're projecting them higher. Uh, look, what I do like the sound of is May was great. They both made a good tag team of taking grunt runs out of their own territory. That's this, is what's, think- this is what's tempting me because they're losing a big ball runner in May. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, and I think Brian will pick up the slack. So, you know, I've gone conservatively to say that he's 62, but if he picks up some extra runs and he goes back to the left, I think we could probably even throw another three points on that average. And it could be a 65 average, you know, or more. Brian's consistent. He does have a very good floor for um, a bloke sitting out there on the wing. Is it the best? I mean, you know, he's, he's right up there, isn't he? So people feel like he's more of a security blanket than a punt on one of these other ones. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't completely surprise me. Um, I've got him in my team currently, but I, I must admit, I, I'm like you. Um, now that I've done the study on him and I've done a bit of study on some of the others, I'm like, I could, if I if I have Val as my anchor, um, maybe I can find a pod who well, yeah, I think it... is going to score same, or, or better than Brian without the buy early, you know, and maybe with an easier draw to start. They might have a little bit more room to score more well, points. That's, that's so, the thing. In in I, my, I like Brian. In my team, I've got Val, I've got Ronaldo, I've got Brian, and if I had to move one of those on for funds, it's it's Brian that probably has to go. Yeah, well, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm sort of feeling much more enthusiastic to start Marju like you <laughs> after seeing that after seeing that game with the Knights there, even though they got absolutely pumped. He oh, was. You could tell that they were they were trying to feed him. They were trying to funnel him. Yeah, so I mean that looks all of that stuff ticked a lot of boxes for me to to go with Marju even at his high cost, and I was like, well, Brian's going to be a star this year. I think I'm probably end up staying on him just thinking of that he's going to pick up some extra runs, which is more opportunities for him to tackle break, and I don't think I can resist if he because I still think they'll attack left more. Luai is the one that you know he's a bit more um, razzle dazzle down that side. And, and look, I'm probably tipping actually as well. I think Hosking's going to be the one that probably ends up before too long. He's going to be the guy in that um, left second row spot I think ahead of Garner. With the Panthers, it's weird because a lot of their line breaks on the left-hand side, like with Souths, a lot of their left-hand side line breaks come through block plays and, and Latrell at the back and, and getting AJ open. With with the Panthers, it was a lot of kick out of the line, getting an offload to Tungo and, and they'd be away. I don't know if Garner's got that in him and, and they're going to have to rely then more on some sort of block plays and, and Dylan Edwards just, he's not that kind of fullback. So fuck, you're talking me yeah. out of, you're talking me out of Toto and I'm going to have to oh, sit sorry. and do, I'm going to have to do it. Do it. I, look, I'm telling you, I think Brian's going to average 62. And if we think one of these other ones is going to score 63, I don't think no, nobody's going to be disappointed this year uh, owning Brian Toto. And there is, I think some scope for him to pick up some points this year on the left, or if he's got extra runs. So I'm going to endorse him, but I am going to say he is somebody you can antipod if you if you like some of these other ones that we've mentioned. Now, we found out that Katoni Staggs was playing basically with a dislocated shoulder all season. I don't know if that's a, a smokescreen for his shit season last year, but currently at 9% ownership. I remember this time last year, he was all the rave. Um, uh, last year, he only averaged 486 I've got him tipped at a 54, you know, a little bit of an uptick, but... 
You know, 9% of ta- people owning him, do you think people, like 9% of people are believing in the bounce back or buying into the name? I think it's the name. You, you know, you even if you wanted to think that he is going to have a bounce back and it was all because of that injury, until I see Katoni looking like he's keen to go look for some ball, you know. That's um, the issue, isn't it? I mean, how can you go him? I, to me, he's just, it is such a risky play because in round one when people go and grab a, I don't know, um, Amini, for instance, he's going to slot some goals. You know, Katoni could go and pull out a game that doesn't even match what um, the goal kicks are for Amini. He has that in him. So I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Rounds two to seven. Um, obviously, they play the Panthers in round one, as we've said. But in round two, plays the Cowboys. Round three, plays the Dragons. Round four, mm-hmm. plays the, the Dolphins. Round five, plays the Tigers. Round six, plays the Raiders. Uh, and then round seven, we finish off with the Titans before it gets a little bit tricky. So the draw's there. The draw's definitely I mean, tempting. I mean, Kenny, I mean, he, he's obviously tempting people in to, to have a go. But the only thing that you're believing then is that because he's fit. Yeah, you're, you're buying into a narrative. Fit, he's going he's to automatically start looking for more ball now. And he's going to be hungry and go do some work. Um, I just reckon with um, players like Cobbo and um, Herbie Farnworth and stuff, you know, he's not he's not a one-man guy. Like, you know, they don't need him. He can go quiet in a game and just inject himself or go, you know, go for a run once in a while, take one of his attempts at a run and then palm someone off. But he doesn't do it enough. If he was just um, hung, well, you know, the best stuff we see from Stags, even if he did 70% of that in every game, he'd be a must-have. But you just see it so infrequently from him. Um, I'm not willing to take the risk, um, but... Nine percent. That probably matches how many Broncos fans are out there. I'm sure Wilfred owns owns him, doesn't he? <laughs> Maybe. But now you know we go from Stags at 511k. There's in the 400s. There's a lot of dead spots that I'm not really keen on. We're going to move into the cheapy contenders. And at 14.8 percent of ownership, Cameron Serraldo has given the seal of approval to Hayes Parham, but he he yes. didn't really look great in both trials. No, he didn't. Um, I had him in my team as well because I was like, oh, yeah, 370. He's been picked in fullback. You know, um, I'll put him in there with chance when I was doing that sort of build. I just can't understand it. I, I mean, I, I'm not seeing anything that says to me that he's going to kick um, any huge goals this year, but people have taken him because the price is probably – it's always that narrative of fullback you can pick in your center wing, um, and people are doing it. His average was um, 39 last year, and I projected him for 50. So – you know, if you're going for stags, you could go for Perham. Do you think he'll even make 50? A fullback who can't get to 50, it's a bit um, average, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm less keen on 50. Look, the talent's there. The talent's definitely there. I mean, like, you can see that from the trial. Like, he popped up. You know, he's, he's very keen to get his hands on the ball. He's very jinky. But did throw a, throw a try assist, I reckon, in uh, a game. I maybe. just, I'm worried that, like, you know, the Bulldogs don't click after a month and then Serraldo's like, oh, Jake Avarillo, you want to play fullback for me? Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, he's going to name Perham, I think, on Tuesday um, in the fullback position. And if people are hopeful that they're going to get the opposite of everything they've seen so far, give it a punt. But I, I can't. I, I could not press the button to bring him into my team at right now. No. Uh, the next guy, I've got pegged Ada. was a 21-point downgrade on last year. That screams don't buy. It screams a trap. But it's Isaac Thompson, who obviously averaged 64 last year. We're, we're getting him priced at about a 33. So vastly, vastly different. I do have him pegged at a 45 this year. You know, as I said, 21 or 19 points less than what he scored last year. But it's one game sample. Isaac Thompson, 336K, 15% ownership. Now, this one's tough because, you know, Campbell Graham loves a run. Let's, let's just leave it at that. And South attack all down their left-hand side. 336K with the amount of cheapies that we have, you're sort of forced to play him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I want to leave 336K you know, on the bench. I was keen, uh, but I didn't see anything in the trials. I think he only played 25 minutes, so it's very hard to get a, an idea. I think I'm just probably going to give this one a miss. Yeah, I think uh, the, he he falls into a big pile of people that you can think of. Chance, you know, you've got Thompson. We've got that little tiny risk of Milner. I don't think it's going to come to fruition, but it is the side, opposite side to where they do all their best work. We know that it's a hard draw to start. I, I prefer him to some of the ones in there. Maybe Remus Smith, I probably prefer him just because there's so much attack 
uh, in the South Sydney lineup. You know, of course, Melbourne can do that as well. But I don't know if Remus is going to be the one um, getting it. But he he's a safe pick for probably forty points. All right, and I agree. I agree that I think Thompson's probably. Um, you know, he's a good chance of Tommy, 40. Tommy Talao versus Isaac Thompson, who averages more? Well, I, I like Tommy Talao. I think so I had I. him in my team before you did. Okay, you can claim that one. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, like I, I probably prefer Tommy Talao, um, yeah, quite I frankly. Mean, look, Tommy Talao looks good to me. What I saw from Tommy Talao in the second um, trial at 300k, which is a bit cheaper than um, Thompson, uh, you can go whichever your persuasion is. I think Thompson pa- has passed the eye test as far as I'm concerned um, as a footballer. He looks good. Now, Hamisa Tabuifado's ownership is plummeting. Um, it's looking like an FTX uh, stock graph for any of you guys out there in crypto, but I think he was at 43% of it at his max, and I think he was about 35% last week, and now he's down to 28 um, yep. Are people finally uh, stop, stop drinking the Hamisode Kool-Aid? I mean, I looked at the trial, and the Dolphins did not look good. Obviously, that's not a, a hot take. We, we all knew that, but... I've I've made a I've made a misprint here too because I think I had him at thirty nine, not forty nine. He's going to say forty nine is fucking generous. Yeah, it's, a th- it's supposed to be a thirty. I've I've said he's going to improve on last year. Obviously, he had time off the bench. I don't know if I um love him at fullback. I know that he was probably lured there on that, and I know um, we were talking to Wilf last night on our um, draft. He doesn't really rate Tessie New in the fullback position. Uh, I just think that Hammer with that speed, he could get. You know, I think he could probably get some more tries if he was uh, out the back. He doesn't look like he's got too many great attributes in the fullback other than the speed. No, I, I haven't seen anything from his hands. I haven't seen anything from his footwork. It's all been speed. And that's not me saying he doesn't have them. I just I haven't seen them. Uh, I mean, I would you know. prefer um, Isaac Thompson or Hammer? Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, Hammer? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, look, the hammer, I think people are just like, man, that guy's fast. He could definitely do great things in Supercoach. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Staines like, was fast as well, wasn't he? Um, 28.5%. I'm very happy just to uh, pat those guys on the shoulder and say, good luck. Let that one through to the keeper. Yeah, well, that's it. I'm, well, I'm, that's right. I'm, I'm projecting him for a 39. So he is highly owned in the game. But if, I mean, if, if someone plays hammer... In their lineup, and he scores a hundred. You bloody well deserve. Yeah, good, it. So, good, good luck. Well done. Uh, yep. Also, if he scores thirteen, don't DM me. Yeah, don't don't send me abuse. I did warn you. Okay, um, Charles Nickel Kluxar at three hundred and twenty-seven k. A lot of these guys in that blanket. Thirty-six uh, percent ownership last year. Average thirty-one point one. I've got him pegged at about a forty-four this year. Kind of in line with. What he was doing at the Raiders at, at fullback, um, obviously in a better team back then. So 44 for chance. You know, he's a worker. Um, I just, I don't know. Like my very first, we, we, you and I need to go back and look at our very first team reveals because, mm-hmm. boy, they're different. Uh, I think I had Hammer. I had chance. I think I had, you know, a couple of other cheapies. But now it's just, I'm like looking at them being like, fuck, I can just pay a little bit more and get, you know, Ronaldo or Meany or like, and just yeah. sacrificing the forwards. No, I'm well, just not keen. Yeah, the treat we've got this year is that we had a swag of these bottom price um, 200ers come in now. We were able to pad our um, bench spots and stuff with them. And as a result, we can do a bit more of the guns and cheapies in that um, area. So I think the shine has come off the hammer. Chance will be safe, I think. And, and yeah, he'll probably get you 40, uh, 45 points. And I think that's why people like Remus as well. Over his career, he's just been a safe sort of 40, 45 uh, you know, uh, if that's what you want, you want to save some money. In I'd there. rather, I'd, I don't know about you, but I would rather pay an extra 150k and get like a an Egan Butcher or a T. Wilton, for example, and get a safe 60. Yeah, well, that's right, because I'll get a 60 as well. Mm. Um, that's right. So, I, I mean, I see people going all, you know, their, their most expensive player in that um, position is Isaac Thompson, and they've got a, a Remus, and they've got a. Oh, you know, that, that's great because it allows you to have a Murray, a Fafita, a Carrigan, a, a, a Grant, a, a, yep. a so Cleary, Hines. Yeah, so we're saying they're safe enough, aren't they? If you want to go one of these ones, I, I reckon I would prefer Chance to a Hayes Perham. I think you'll probably outscore him. I reckon I would prefer Chance to a Hammer personally as well because he's not going to break your heart with a 10, most likely. I didn't love what I saw from Chance in the trial, but nah, let him get, nah. let, let him get a, a few games under his belt. He's had a lot of time off and... I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan, so I'm not going to say any more nasty words about Chance. He's safe, now, and I think he's a decent enough one in the mid-prices there for you to go. We've got a couple of cheapies to run through. Paul Alamotti, uh, Pierre, uh, William Warbrick, and uh, Sanera Taruva. 
Let's talk about uh, Paul Alamonte, 200,849% ownership last year, averaged zilch. Uh, got him pegged at a 40, 41 this year. Uh, you know, that's perfectly fine, perfectly seasonable. Uh, I'm not too sure what uh, what more we can say on bottom dollar cheapies that are going to be starting. It's very hard to, to really... Um, what they're going to do, but yeah. we, it looks like a good edge, doesn't it? Out that way on the dogs. We think you and I are both saying temper your expectations about how hot they're going to be to start the year. Um, but once they get up and hum, humming, uh, or, you know, however quickly they do that, that edge looks like a pretty good edge. And I think Alamotti could be on for a try or two. He's a big, likely looking thing, isn't he? So um, I like him. And I, he, I think he's one of the stronger ones in the bottom price that you can go. Yes. Now, kick out, or you could be, be in worse places. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. We saw, we saw Isaac Tago, uh, you know, kill it outside of, um, outside of, of kick out. So, yeah. Uh, we've got Campiera, 200,800 as well, uh, 46% ownership. Last year, average zilch. I've got him pegged to 37 this year. I, I don't know really how to project these guys. Um, mm. If he gets, because he's not a big base guy. Uh, I went and looked through his reserve grade stuff. So that's re- that 37 is kind of me projecting a try every second game, um, which I don't think is out of the question with the Titans. Um, uh, he's a guy that I'd probably play on matchups, but I wouldn't be looking to make him my fourth center wing. That's probably someone reserved for for Alamotti. Um, but yeah, I mean, leading try scorer after the leading try scorer in the trials, I'm pretty sure. I think he had back-to-back hat tricks. So yeah, really nice. Yeah, you need a hat trick, don't you? Um, and I reckon if he was playing uh, the Dolphins or he's playing the Dragons, you could wheel him out if you like, if it's, uh, you know, because those Titans can attack, but otherwise I wouldn't be picking him up um, for in your starting team, but hopefully he can get some price rises and you can move him um, as early as you can. I, I got him last pick in my center wing when we had dregs on the board, just because of that upside. And, and I could wheel him out if I need to in, in one of those soft matchups and hope he gets multiples. We do that with AJ, but they've just, they're an expert at, they've been doing for years and years and years, um, you know, the Rabbitohs. So, um, yeah, I think Pierre has got the, that about him. You know, he's some multiple tries, but he looks like a pretty good cheapie with some upside. Now, with Justin Olam out for six to eight weeks, uh, unfortunately, Dean Eremia has been ruled out for the season. Now, a spot's going to be open, and William Warbrook looks like he has taken that one with two hands. It's a big, rangy winger, um, just a big, absolute unit. 24% ownership. I expect this to nearly double uh, after Tuesday. Last year, average none. I've got him pegged at 47 average this year. Um, you know, the best of the cheapy bunch, and maybe that's just me buying into the storm, but, you know, I really, really, really like the look of him, and, you know, really rangy, really big. Uh, looks like he can create a, a bit for himself as well. Yeah, I mean, he looks like uh, he, when that's why because a big rangy big thing on the wing like that suits Melbourne and the way they play. I think that they'll get him the ball. They're they're such a great. They've got the best spine in the comp, pretty much. If Pappenhausen's fit, uh, and he's going to get some ball. He's looked terrific, and it's not easy to just walk up into that Melbourne team side. You know, just on trial form, and I guess obviously they've done preseason as well. But I I have every confidence that he's going to get named in TLT. And I'm going to have him because I, I watching the trials I was like, whoa, where's this bloke from? I don't even know who he was. I think he's a, I think he's a rugby boy. I think he's a New yeah, Zealand he's a rugby medalist. boy. Yeah. He, I know, I've done a bit of research on him since then. So he's got some pedigree um, as a footballer and he does, he's, he, he runs strong. Uh, I think he's going to, he, I reckon uh, of all the cheapies, I agree. I think he could have a breakout year. He could, I, I can see this bloke being somebody who gets to 500,000. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen on William Warbrick as well. Uh, Sanira, or Sanaya? Saniva? Taruva. 270k, 23% ownership. Last year, average zero. This year, I've got him averaging zero. I don't know if he starts, but I don't know. Like, if he plays, maybe like a 43, 44. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it's there's some talk that McLean gets the wing spot. I think there's a kid called O'Sullivan who might um, jag a center spot and, and shift Crichton to the wing, I've heard. So... You know, there's, there's some talk, and we'll definitely get some news uh, Monday or Tuesday about what's happening with Teamless Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be gonna be interesting. Uh, I mean, obviously, if he's named, I'll find the cash and, and buy him. But for Supercoach hopefuls, I, I really hope it's McLean or, or Sullivan who are, you know, bottom dollar. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, it's it's such an easy thing. It's going to be one of them, isn't it? It's gonna, they're going to have to pick someone in there. So, um a lot of people, their logic is like, well, we we think he was going to, he, he played last year filling in and he was going to be there to start the year to cover May. Uh, so why wouldn't it just be him? Um, I think that, you know, 
you know, we'll have to see if they want to get Brian back to the left. If Brian wants to go back to the left, can Sonny Druva play on the right? I don't know. Um, it'll just be interesting. It'll all be teamless Tuesday dependent. You know, if it is him, I'll be having him. Yeah, uh, obviously I'll be having him as well. Um, but fingers crossed it's one of the cheaper guys. I'm very surprised that this podcast is going to be one of our shorter ones because to our uh, center wing is going to be huge. But we've missed plenty of people. Uh, yeah. There are some great pods out there that we haven't uh, mentioned. Uh, Bradman Best is one that comes to mind. I think he's one percent ownership as well. So we've missed we've missed a few. Uh, we haven't spoken about Alex Johnston. We haven't spoken about Campbell Graham. We haven't spoken about Zach Lomax. All these guys, you know, very very viable options. Uh, we needed to keep it condensed. Um, mate, we'll probably rattle off fullbacks uh, very very shortly. We'll we'll get that done, and we'll be back on Tuesday for our very first live show of the season. Very very excited for that, and. Uh, Fuck, I just wish some teams were announced so I can stop touching my team. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I are going to get off this bloody thing and go and get Ronald Ronaldo in our teams, aren't we? going to fuck off hey, he's Brian. My, he's he's, no, my, he's my round stay, one captain. I'm staying strong on um, Brian. No, okay, sweet. Uh, at least we have a couple. Of, at least we have a couple of differences. I mean, our teams have been looking awfully similar, so it's good we have a couple of differences. Oh, well, I've noticed that you and I, we both, uh, we get kooky in that in this little week up leading up to. This CLT. is the worst we're time. Starting, we're going Honest... to some wild theories about our team and. You know, stacking it with. I mean, I was I was looking at a team where they've just gone four absolute gun halves, two gun hookers, and two gun fullbacks, and dog shit in the rest of their team. Um, it's so funny what with the places people go to. But and then there's these other people that are like, nah, I haven't even uh, just uh, made one team with the team picker came, and I'm I'm waiting for TLT. They've got still got um old mate uh, Corey. Uh, what's his name? That went to the Roosters. Corey <laughs> Allen. Corey Allen in their teams, you know, so there's lots of different ways people are going uh, in this last week before TLT, but you know, it's all going to change. We'll hear teamless Tuesday and then it'll be some sort of shock. And what, oh, you know what the biggest thing I'm worried about is that it's all smoke and mirrors from um, Wayne Bennett and it's going to be Milford. Oh, named. I'll, I'll just... then we're going to have to find hundreds of K in that um, spot because we don't have, or you just go back to the whole shoes to theory, but um, that's my biggest fear for TLT. Yeah, at least we have the the, the whole chister backup plan. Um, but yeah, like full time from Sunday trial week two to Teamless Tuesday, that week and a half, it's the fucking worst time because you just sit there overthinking dramatically. Oh, you do. I've looked at mine sometimes and I'm just like, that's fucking shit. I looked better before. What did I do? How did I do it? I mean, one point I tried to revert back to what I had previously and I didn't have enough money. I was like, where's the money gone? Uh, yeah, mate, it's it's all the fun of Supercoach, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. All right, guys, uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Tomorrow we'll be back with fullbacks. Tuesday we'll be back with uh, our official season launch. Wednesday we might do a team reveal. Um, but, yeah, mate, I'm very, very keen. The season is... Vastly, vastly approaching. Um, but yeah, you've been listening to the Dual Position Podcast. I have been your host, the SC Whisperer, coach of the Ramsey Rehabilitations, joined by Adriana Soros, coach of the Rapanorama. You keeping it the same thing? Fair enough. Yeah, keeping the same thing. I love the I love the swag of he's he's becoming a bit of a liability actually, Rapana, isn't he? Very much so. Mate, yeah. I will uh we'll see you tomorrow. We'll talk fullbacks, we'll talk why Tom Travoyevic uh should be the first overall pick in your drafts. <laughs> Yeah, I took Cleary first last night, and I'm not going to regret Panic it. Panic stations there. I wish we should we, we should release that video of you panicking. Um, but yeah, guys, we'll be back tomorrow talking fullbacks. I don't think tomorrow's going to be an overly long episode. I'd be very surprised if it's more than 20 minutes. Um, 20 minutes on it's, fullbacks. Yeah, it's not, it's not something that you want to really be fucking around with. Uh, there's probably five or six names that are viable. We'll talk on them, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll see you Tuesday for the official season launch. Uh, but as always, Dual Position Podcast, uh, links for everything in the socials. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 